0: Welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the question of UFO or meteorite. That's correct, UFO or meteorite. Now, this first article comes to us from 7news.com.au. The title says Meteor that Crashed Near Australia May Have Been a UFO, scientists say. Starts off, it says The mysterious meteorite crashed into the ocean in 2014. Now, scientists are on a $2.2 million mission to find answers. So here we are, eight years later, and they're just now looking for the same. It says, a Harvard professor believes a meteor that crashed in the southwestern Pacific Ocean near Australia nearly a decade ago may be an alien spacecraft. Harvard professor Avi Loeb is now planning a 2.2 million Million-dollar expedition to retrieve the mysterious object. Now that tells me they know something, because this is a Harvard professor. This guy's not going to put his reputation on the line for nothing. He's got the funding for this project—two point two million dollars—and we have to wonder what is this thing. It says the meteorite crashed into the Pacific Ocean in 2014, about 160 kilometers—that's about 100 miles—off the coast of Australia's near neighbor Papua New Guinea. Loeb told Sunrise he believes the expedition may help answer questions about whether we are alone in the universe. Quote, the material of it is tougher than iron based on the data. So the question is whether it's just an unusual rock or perhaps a spacecraft from another civilization, he said. I find this comment interesting because he says it's tougher than iron. So how do they know that? Do they know that just by the mass of the thing as it entered into the atmosphere? Or have they already found it? You know, I have to wonder if these guys don't know more than what they're telling us. It says, according to the Science Times, the space rock is only the third known object of its kind to land on Earth. I think that's a typo, because they say the other two, Omawama and Borozov, landed on Earth in 2007 and 2018. Now, Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe those were just flybys. Anyway, we'll continue on here. It says, Loeb added he definitely believes aliens exist. However, more research needs to be done, and he hopes this expedition may uncover answers. He says, we know that most of the stars were formed 5 billion years before the sun, he said. So there was plenty of time for any civilizations next to them, and there are tens of billions of them in the Milky Way galaxy alone. There was plenty of time for them to send probes, that would reach us. Well, if you, uh, if you you know go along with the theory of evolution, he's absolutely correct. It says uh, even if they were propelled by chemical rockets, out of cosmic modesty, we should assume that we are not the smartest kid in our cosmic neighborhood, and we can learn from them. The only way to find out is we just need to look up and down as well in the ocean floor. Well, think about this: so the ocean covers what two thirds of the planet, so. Why aren't we looking on the ocean floor for uh, meteorites, potential alien spacecraft, whatever? It says, Loeb added, he has already promised to display anything that is found inside the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. Well, I'll tell you, I wonder if that'll be the case. I think this guy's got good intentions, but I think if something really super cool and interesting is found, uh, the men in black might show up before he ever has a chance uh, to share it with the rest of the world. Now, there's another article I want to look at right here. This is from uh, UniverseToday.com. It says it's talking about the same the same uh, item, August 3rd, 2022, and the article is written by Scott Allen Johnston. The title says an interstellar meteor struck the Earth in 2014. And now scientists want to search for it at the bottom of the ocean. So it's important to note here, interstellar. That means it came from another uh, solar system. came from another star. So that would be the best chance that we have for finding something, uh, whether it's a probe or whether it's actual alien life, is that it's from another planet in another solar system, obviously. It says, back in 2014, an object crashed into the ocean just off the coast of Papua New Guinea. Data collected at the time indicated that the meteorite just might be an interstellar object, and if that's true, then it's only the third such object after Onomona and Borisov, and the first known to exist on Earth. Launching an undersea expedition to it would be a long shot, but the scientific payoff could be enormous. Yeah, that's clear. Uh, Onomona and Borisov both just went... Past the Earth, and of course they didn't land. I didn't think they had. It says dubbed CNEOS 2014 108 so I'm assuming January 8th of 2014. This CNEOS, the candidate, the candidate interstellar object is believed to have measured about a half a meter wide. That's not very wide. It's only a foot and a half. And using catalog. Data regarding the object's trajectory, Siraj and Loeb concluded that it might be from beyond our solar system due to its unusually high heliocentric velocity. In other words, it was moving at speeds that suggest it may not be bound with the sun's gravity well. It says, there's a catch, however. The data used to measure the object's impact with Earth came from a U.S. Department of Defense spy satellite designed to monitor earth military activities that's interesting that just that just you know let you know that hey the us government has all kinds of satellites up there and they're watching stuff i mean these guys have got to have data on these things it just it it, it just burgers the mind to think that they don't have lots and lots of ufo data somehow these guys got this data though It says, as such, the exact error values of the measurement are a carefully guarded secret. The U.S. military is wary of allowing the precise capabilities of their satellite to become a public domain information, but without these details, much of the scientific community understandably remains unwilling to officially classify CNEOS 2014-0108 as an interstellar object. Siraj and Loeb's paper, therefore, remains unpublished, having not not yet passed peer reviews. This is just once again, you know, the intelligence community, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, for their own reasons, whether you can say it's good, bad, or indifferent, are keeping UFO information out of the public domain. We can only hope that someone like Elon Musk would put a satellite up there to track some of this incoming stuff, That would be in the public domain. I mean, we already know that the Defense Department has the absolutely best imaging software, the absolutely best uh, surveillance equipment on planet Earth. So it kind of makes you wonder, what are they worried about? Come on. It says their claim, however, was bolstered in April 2022 when the U.S. Space Force's Operations Command's Chief Scientist, Joel Moser, reviewed the classified data in question, and confirmed that the velocity estimate reported to NASA is sufficiently accurate to indicate an interstellar trajectory. He says, I had the pleasure of signing a memo with SPOC's chief scientist, Dr. Moser, to confirm that a previously detected interstellar object was indeed an interstellar object, a confirmation that assisted the broader astronomical community. Then it goes on and says, while the official scientific classification of CNOS-214-0108 seems doomed to remain in limbo for the time being, the statement by the U.S. Space Force was enough to convince Siraj and Loeb of its interstellar, interstellar origin and they have now moved on to proposing possible ways to find the object and study it up close. Of course, we find out later that this this fact is, is apparently going forward. Much of the meteorite would have burned up during its descent into Earth's atmosphere, likely leaving only fragments behind scattered across the ocean floor. However, not all hope is lost as the tracking data from the satellite, combined with wind and ocean current data, can provide a reasonable search area of just 10 kilometers by 10 kilometers. So these guys are able to map this thing down to within a 36 square mile area. It says, more importantly, the fragments are expected to be magnetic, so a ship traveling with a large magnet could potentially scoop up the minuscule meteorite fragments from the ocean floor. Siraj and Lowe proposed to do just that and have teamed up with an ocean technology consulting company to make it happen. Wow. The only problem I have with this is that, you know, you could end up with this, with with this UFO or uh, meteorite or whatever it is being um, picked up, and then it falls into the hands of say a university or maybe a, a private company, and and that's that's the last that we that we hear of it. You know, this is this is a sort of thing that I think that we have to be uh, so aware of because uh, you have you have the situation where where we we have this this sighting come in, and then we have after after eight years they finally go looking for it, but it's this kind of quasi governmental, quasi-public uh, university uh, joint effort. It's another way that if they do find something, it's not going to be subject to FOIA request. So it's just more of, of I think, unfortunately, the possibility that if they do find uh, any kind of evidence of alien life, alien probes, it's going to fall into the hands of this elite group, this intelligentsia, uh, where we, as the public, have no access to it. Now I want to look at one last article here because I think the subject is so fascinating, and this is from the DailyMail.com. Looks like this came out uh, November twentieth of twenty twenty-two, so they're still talking about this. This is a this is a hot topic. The article is by Gina Martinez, and it says investigators launch a search for possible UFO crash near the Australian coast. It goes on, it says a controversial. Harvard scientist says he is launching an expedition to retrieve a meteor that he believes is actually alien technology lying at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Well, you know, they can call this guy controversial, but he's got a couple million dollars together to to, to do this. So it looks to me like somebody thinks that he's possibly right. In April, the U.S. Space Command confirmed that a meteor that hit Earth in January of 2014, did come from another solar system and is therefore the first known interstellar object. Now, I think it's interesting. This thing came down in 2014. It's detected by space by a by a Defense Department satellite. And then after this professor kind of starts, you know, starts the ball rolling, we end up with Space Force getting involved in the situation and at least confirming that yes, this thing did come from another. Uh, Solar system, it's interstellar. Which that's important. It says U.S. Space Command officials have said that the meteor, measuring just one and a half feet across, was indeed an interstellar object. Their confirmation means the famous interstellar object known as Iwanamuno or have you pronounce it, discovered in 2017, is actually the second interstellar object to visit our solar system. It says Harvard, Harvard professor. Avi Loeb, they've got a picture of him here on the Daily Mail website, it claims that a meteor that hit the Earth in January 2014 is is instead a piece of alien technology. We go down the article here, it tells us, but Harvard physicist Avi Loeb claims the object is instead a piece of alien technology. Our discovery of an interstellar meteor heralds a new research frontier, Loeb wrote in the debrief. The fundamental question is whether... Is whether any interstellar meteor might indicate a composition that is unambiguously artificial in origin. Well, I think we already have those. They're called implants. <laughs> I think if this professor would would just watch some of the some of the fantastic YouTube uh, documentaries posted about this subject, he would he would learn that they've already found implants in folks that contain metal uh, compounds. That uh, that appear to be interstellar in origin. He goes on and says, "Better still, perhaps some technological components would survive the impact." He suggested scooping up the object from the bottom of the Pacific with a magnet in order to examine the artificial object, and added that retrieving the object could be an opportunity to fulfill a lifelong dream of getting his getting his hands on alien technology. Well, watch out for Tom; they may be close behind in a fast boat. He is now on a $2.2 million expedition to retrieve the mysterious object. The material of it is tougher than iron based on the data, so the question is whether it's an unusual rock or perhaps a spacecraft from another, civiliz- from another civilization, he said. Quote, I was able to receive full funding for this expedition to Papua New Guinea, and we will scoop the ocean floor and figure out the composition of the object. My dream is to press some buttons on a functional piece of equipment, that was manufactured outside of Earth, Loeb wrote. Well, you know, even if he could find compounds that are interstellar that were that have to be artificial in origin, that would really open up the the conversation for discussion, I think. This says, Loeb has made a name for himself for openly believing that aliens have made contact with Earth. Now, they don't like it when somebody with that high of social status, starts talking openly about aliens. In 2021, the physicist released a book titled Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth, that argued that Oumuamu is not a comet or asteroid, but a light sail, a method of spacecraft propulsion. Omawama was discovered in October 2017 by a telescope in Hawaii, millions of miles away. At the time of the discovery, Loeb received backlash from scientists after claiming the object was actually a discarded piece of technology from aliens. We know that it's artificially made. It had no cometary no cometary tail lobe calling. We know that we we know that we made it so the provision so that provides evidence that that we can tell the difference between a rock and an object that is pushed by sunlight. In other words, he's saying we've made spacecraft so we know what they look like and this looks just like something we made. There's no there's no there's no comet tail behind it. The trouble is the only way to know for certain Umauma's origins is by taking an image of it, but the object is already too far away. So we miss the opportunity, he said. It's like having a guest for dinner by the time you realize It's weird, it's already out the front door and into the dark street. That was a first guess, and we should look for more. Loeb is now saying the 2014 object is also alien technology. While Loeb believes aliens exist or have existed, he does not think human contact with other biological creatures will happen. It takes 100,000 years to reach the nearest star, and for many hundreds of millions of years to reach the edge of the Milky Way galaxy. Wow, hundreds of millions of years to reach the edge of the galaxy. Think about that. So it makes much more sense to send systems with artificial intelligence that are not so sensitive to the hazardous conditions of space, he told News Ltd. I call these AI astronauts, and most likely we will see gadgets that are very intelligent. They might be well ahead of what we have. That makes perfect sense, and it fits right into so many UFO reports that we have of these things that seem to want to engage in self-camouflage, but they do it in such a clumsy way. They just have the markings of AI. He says, it might take us a while to figure out what they really are doing here and what they're seeking, but at the same time, we can distinguish them from rocks, natural objects like meteors falling on Earth, and we can distinguish them from human-made objects. goes on and says, a lot of the information surrounding the 2014 object has until now been classified by the U.S. government. R.P., a lot of the information surrounding the 2014 object has until now been classified by the U.S. government. So if you're looking for disclosure, you might have a wait. According to NASA, the meteor lit up the skies near Manus Island, Papua New Guinea on January 8, 2014 while traveling at more than 100,000 miles per hour. Wow. Scientists believe It may have left interstellar debris in the South Pacific Ocean, which, if recovered, could reveal more about the rocky object's origin. The memo dated March 1st and shared on Twitter this month signs off findings from U.S. Space Command Chief Scientist Dr. Jewel Moser. Dr. Moser's reviewed analysis of additional data available to the Department of Defense related to this finding reads, Memo, which is signed by Lieutenant General John E. Shaw, Deputy Commander of the U.S. Space Command. Yeah, that gentleman has some rank. Dr. Moser confirmed that the velocity estimate reported in NASA is sufficiently accurate to indicate an interstellar trajectory. Kind of a big deal. It was back in 2019 that Harvard University researchers posted a study on their preprint server ARXIV acknowledging the meteor's existence and saying it had come from outside the solar system. And this professor, he recognizes this back in 2014, but not until, you know, 2019 and then officially in 2022 do we have confirmation that this thing came from another planetary system. Think about that. The study, which still hasn't been peer-reviewed, reported the meteor was originated from, inter- from interstellar space with 9999 9% confidence. According to, the officer, according to the authors, the study has been waiting peer review for years so the claim could be confirmed. But it's faced roadblocks from the U.S. government which was, hold, which was withholding key information from a publicly available NASA database. How did they do that? They're withholding information from a publicly available NASA database. Wow. Information about the meteor is scarce, although its details, including its coordinates above Manus Island, are logged in NASA's Center for Near-Earth Objects Studies. Well, it just goes to show you, it takes a Harvard professor, somebody with a high social standing, somebody with lots of connections and lots of pull, to get to the bottom of this stuff. Even when the information is not actually classified, they're trying to make stuff classified, even when it's publicly available on a NASA website. This is why we have to crowdsource the truth on the UFO phenomenon. We need people scouring these publicly available databases and posting the results online. It's going to take a it's going to take a group approach to do this. Until next time. This is UFO Warning, over and out.